The future is a hefty responsibility and not one that we take lightly. But then taking things lightly has never been what hefty is about. That's why we've created the Hefty Renew program that turns hard to recycle plastics into valuable resources like park benches and building materials. To participate, simply fill up an orange Hefty Renew bag with accepted items, tie it up, and drop it in with your regular recycling. That's it. It's that easy. It's time to rethink recycling with Renew. Particular valued resources may vary by geography. More info available at heftyrenew.com. Welcome to Astros Baseball, a podcast by a fan for the fans of the Houston Astros. Here's your host, Rob Fontenot. Hey guys, thanks for tuning into this episode of Astros Baseball. My name is Rip Griffin, as I am filling in for Rob as he is away on a little vacation right now. So I have the reins, and on this episode, we will be recapping the series against the Seattle Mariners. But before we get into that, we need to let you know that this episode is brought to you by Ram Shirts. Ramshirts.com is the company that brought you Crush City Tees. Ram Shirts offers custom printed and embroidered apparel. They offer direct garment for small runs, screen printing for large runs, Follow them on Instagram and Twitter at Ramshirts. You can also visit them at ramshirts.com for all your custom apparel needs. So with that, the Astros return to Minute Maid Park to cap off a six-game homestand. They just came off a seven-game road trip in Los Angeles against the Angels and most recently against the Kansas City Royals. They went three and four on, the, on that road trip, so they needed to come home and get back to it get back to what we've all seen the Astros do all season long. And they did that, rightfully so. That uh, nearly getting swept by the Royals really put a sour taste in their mouths. There was a lot of discord and a lot of rumblings throughout social media right now that maybe we were sensing that there might be some issues within the clubhouse. Uh, of course, that's all just you know mere speculation. We really don't know because we're not in the clubhouse, to be honest. But... The Astros needed to find something to get back in tune and kind of get back onto that offensive prowess that we've always known them to be. And coming back to home is the perfect opportunity and the perfect chance for these Astros to do it. So they get into a they start they kick off this six game homestand against the Seattle Mariners, a team that they have really played very well against at home over the past recent years. There's a lot of things um, that they mentioned throughout the, the broadcast throughout this series that we often have noticed that the Astros usually play up against teams above 500 and really don't play well against teams below 500. And we kind of noticed that, again, that Kansas City Royals series. But nonetheless, the Astros came back home, kicked off a three-game homestand against the Seattle Mariners, and did they ever deliver. The offense just needed to get going, and for some reason, like I mentioned, there was a lot of rumblings and maybe the social media thing that people were, the players were kind of picking up on, and they just needed to silence the naysayers, and the Astros managed to definitely get things kicked off in that game one, which matched uh, UC Kikuchi going up against Lance McCullers in game one of that series. Kikuchi came into that series 7-6 and six with the 3.82 ERA and 140 strikeouts. McCullers came in at 9-4 with a 3.22 ERA and 136 strikeouts. McCullers had been, he's shown flashes of, of greatness as far as his pitching. He's sometimes taken a little while to get going. 
then again, there's been other times where he has, from the first pitch, has been completely dominant. And it showed in this game on the first game of the series on Friday. McCullers was dialed in. He was ready to go. He knew what was at stake, that the team needed to get back on track. They were just a couple games ahead in first place, and that he he needed a good outing. I think all of our pitchers needed to be good in this series if they wanted to kind of you know continue uh, that dominance and continue to perform and to continue to be uh, lights out. And McCullers did that. He was very lights out from the first pitch. Um, as he was going, he was working on uh, his breaking stuff, his fastball, working off his pitches. And for the most part, he was pretty lights out. I mean, he didn't give up a run or a hit until the fourth inning. And so he was dialed in. He was locked in, which was good to finally see. So uh, his final score on the night was he went six innings. He only gave up five hits, two earned runs, one walk, eight strikeouts, and gave up the lone home run. The lone home run came in there in the top of the fourth inning when Kyle Seager had a home run to right. That broke his no-hitter. That broke the uh, the run streak. So the Mariners were able to get a run there. But McCullers looked good. Kikuchi, on the other hand, the Astros got to Kikuchi early in this game. He went two and two-thirds, gave up seven hits, seven earned runs, three walks, two strikeouts, and three home runs. We'll kind of dive into the scoring because it was a lot of scoring. And I was good to see these guys kind of get back into it. So we'll kick it off in the bottom of the first. Carlos Correa tripled, which brought in an RBI for Michael Brantley. So the Astros quickly went up one to nothing in the bottom of the first. Still in the first inning, um, Jordan Alvarez had a ground out to first, but uh, still managed to drive in Carlos Correa. So put the Astros up two to nothing in the first inning. So it was always good to get couple of runs across so early to kind of get McCullers settled in, which he managed to do. And in the bottom of the second, Jake from Rake Farms, Jake Myers, he's been a a light that continues to shine within this lineup. It's been so awesome to see him get this opportunity. I was a little, little skeptical at first when the Astros traded Miles Strauss that what were they going to do for Sinem Field? Obviously, they got Chas McCormick that can come out there and actually do some pitching or do some some fielding in center field. But Jake Myers it has been the guy that has definitely proven that he deserves to be in this lineup on a daily basis. And he did that in that series against uh, the Angels when he had two home runs in that game, his first career home run, and then his first career grand slam. So Jake Myers is definitely, definitely earning his his playing potential, his playing time, whatever you want to call it. So he is definitely, definitely uh, a very impactful player in this lineup already, even though he's only been up in the big leagues for at least two weeks now. So, But in the bottom of the second, he uh, hit a two-run homer that brought in Chas McCormick, and then the Astros were up quickly 4 to nothing in the bottom of the second. In the bottom of the third, Jordan Alvarez gets into the home run mix as he hits a homer to dead center, two run, uh, bringing in two runs. That was a six to nothing already in the bottom of the third. And of course, I mentioned the Kyle Seeger home run, which put the Mariners on the board in the top of the fourth. Jordan Alvarez gets back into it again in the bottom of the fourth as he has a double to right, which brings in Michael Brantley and Carlos Correa. Oh, excuse me, uh, Carlos Correa to third. Also in the bottom of the fourth, uh, Yuli Gurriel had an RBI single, which brought into uh, which brought in Correa. Excuse me. The fourth inning just seemed to be everything that the Astros were just piling it on in this game. 
McCormick had to sacrifice to right, which brought in Jordan Alvarez. So quickly, the score is already now 10-1 to 1 in the bottom of the fourth. The scoring, the scoring does not stop, which is great. In the top, at the bottom of the fifth, Jordan, uh, Maldi Machete in a home run to left, which put the game up 11-1 to 1 Astros. Michael Brantley gets in the mix in the bottom of the fifth as well with the RBI ground out, which brought in Jose Altuve. It's quickly 12-1 to 1 in the bottom of the fifth. At this point, uh, UC uh, Kukuchi is already out of the game, and the Mariners have turned it over to their bullpen. Abraham Toro for the Mariners gets into the mix. You know, we still miss Abraham Toro, but we kind of understand why that trade went happened because we needed the bullpen help, and it's one of those things. Toro was kind of landlocked. He really didn't have any place to go with Bregman and, of course, Olympus Diaz getting that everyday playing time with Bregman being out. So it's good, you know, even though we, we had a trade Toro, but he's getting more playing time, so which is great to see. So Toro gets the, gets the Mariners back on the boards, 12-2 to two in the top of the sixth. And then, of course, the top of the eighth, Ty France hits a home run to left, and uh, which brings the final score to 12-3. to three. A lot of great things in this first game of the series between the Astros and the Mariners. The final score was 12-3. to three. Seattle had three runs, six hits on no errors. The Astros had 12 hits, 15 hits, no errors. I think I said 12 hits. It's actually 12 runs. Sorry. 12 runs, 15 hits, zero, zero errors. And this is the first time that the Astros have scored at least two runs in the first five innings, which was great. So a lot of offensive production in this first game in uh, this three-game series against the Seattle Mariners. All right. In game two, it kicked off uh, – Logan Gilbert for the Seattle Mariners, who went 5-4 and four with a 4.42 ERA and 87 strikeouts. Going up against Jake Odorizzi, who was 5-6 and six with a 4.76 ERA and 62 strikeouts this season. And I've always been real hesitant when Odorizzi is on the mound because as much as I want him to be very productive, I, I have my doubts still about Odorizzi. I don't know if maybe he might be left off in in September. I don't know. I don't want that to happen. I want Odorizzi to kind of bounce back. He's kind of struggled this year since he's since joining the Astros. We've got him for another full season in 2022. So I really hope that Brent Strom and the Astros can kind of fix whatever it is that he's struggling with right now to get him back on track because we need him. He's been an effective pitcher before. He, we know he can pitch. He's an all-star. We just need him to be consistent and that's the one thing that we have not seen so far prior to this outing against the the Seattle Mariners so in game two of the series I make a mention uh, Gilbert versus Odorizzi this was another scoring fest another scoring fest offense just continued to dominate in this series which is just fantastic to see because the Astros needed it and I think they got it they got it going especially in, you know again in the bottom of the first Correa had an RBI ground out to, to short, which brought in Jose Altuve. The Astros are quickly up one to nothing. Jacob Wilson, which is a guy that we have kind of often scratched our heads as to why James Click brought him brought him on, but we kind of figured out to, on this in this game that he can score. He scored on a wild pitch, which puts the Astros up two to nothing. And then in the bottom of the, of the third. Jordan Alvarez, again, homers in his second consecutive game, which was a three-run homer, which put the score up five to nothing. It just continues on and on and on again because this was a high-scoring game. Michael Brantley 
Uh, Taylor Jones get in on the mix in the bottom of the fourth and the bottom of the fifth, which put the score up to 7 nothing. Taylor Jones homered in the bottom of the fourth. Again, in the bottom of the fifth, Taylor Jones had an RBI double to left, which brought in Michael Brantley and moved Yuli Gurriel over to third. Jake Mars, again, continues to be productive in this lineup with the RBI single to right, which scored Yuli Gurriel and Taylor Jones, quickly putting the score up 10 to nothing. In the bottom of the fifth, Jacob Wilson again has an RBI double to left, which brought in Jake Myers. It's 11 to nothing after that. Still in the bottom of the fifth, Jose Altuve had an RBI single to center. Brought in Wilson and Maldonado, who went to second. In the top of the sixth, Mariners finally get on the board on a Mitch Hanniger solo home run to left, which put the score up to 12 to 1. Again, in the bottom of the sixth, Taylor Jones having himself a game of a game with an RBI triple to center, which scored Yuli, Yuli Gurriel and Jordan Alvarez, putting the score up 14 to 1. And then in the bottom of the sixth, again, this is when the final scoring happens. Jake Myers with a sack fly to right brought in Taylor Jones with the score 15 to 1. That would be your final score in game two of this three game series against the Seattle Mariners. Final line score for the Mariners was run, run, five hits, no errors. Houston had 15 runs, 15 hits, and no errors. So, so far, the runs have been abundance in two games, which is great because this team just needed something to get back on track, and they did it, and they did it in game two of this three-game series. So the final game of the three-game series, the Astros were hoping to close out the sweep. Now we've heard and seen throughout several times this season that the Astros can have not been able to close out, especially when it's a sweep. So we were kind of hoping maybe that might take place today against uh, the Mariners because we had our man Framer Valdez on the mound. Now he's been kind of struggling as of late. That's just my own opinion. If you have your own opinion, I completely understand. But he came in tonight to today's game. He was 8-4 with a 3.16 ERA with 86 strikeouts. For the Mariners, it was Tyler Anderson, 6-8 with a 4.10 ERA and 101 strikeouts. So this game was a little bit different. Uh, the Astros and Mariners were kind of in a dogfight. Well, really, the Mariners were in a dogfight the first two games. The Astros just piled it on. But we were kind of hoping maybe we might get some more of that offensive prowess coming into game three. But it was a different atmosphere. It was a different outcome because pitching seemed to be the upper hand between both clubs. Uh, Framer Valdez looked locked in. As he went seven innings, gave up three hits, no runs, one walk, and five strikeouts. Anderson for the Mariners went five and oh, five and one third, gave up eight hits, two runs, one walk, and he had four strikeouts. So bottom of the second, Gordon Alvarez homer to right, which put the Astros up one to nothing. In the bottom of the second again, Taylor Jones double to third, had an RBI double to third, and brought in Yuli Gurriel, which is, the score was two to nothing. That would be the score throughout the remainder of the game. Until the bottom, excuse me, until until the top of the eighth, when J.P. Crawford for the Mariners had an RBI double to center, which brought in Bowers, putting the score two to one Astros. The Mariners were tied up in the top of the ninth when Ty France hit a solo home run to center off Ryan closer Ryan Presley, putting the score two to two. In the top of the eleventh, the Mariners Ty France singled to right brought in J.P. Crawford. 
putting the score at three to two. Now the Astros had several opportunities once they get in, got into extra innings to actually close this game out with the bases loaded, but were not able to. Kyle Seager uh, would actually cap it off in the top of the 11th when he hit a three-run homer to right, putting the score three to two. The Astros would get one more run in the bottom of the 11th on an RBI single from Jake Myers, but that would be it. That would be the final score. Seattle, six runs, nine hits, one air. Houston had three runs, 12 hits, no airs. So like I mentioned, the Astros had chances in the 10th and 11th innings as they had loaded the bases but were not able to capitalize on that. So that's one thing they got to work on as they get closer to October is when runners are in scoring position, they need to score runs. It's something that we have seen consistently all season is not being able to score runs when we need it. When runners are in scoring position, too many men are being left on base. And that's something that cannot happen as we get closer to October. So throughout this series, the Astros outscored the Mariners 30 to 10 and out hit the Mariners 42 to 20. So next up for the Astros will be a three-game series against the Royals, a team they struggled against last week in Kansas City. Starting pitchers in this series will be Zach Grinkley in Game 1, Luis Garcia Game 2, and Lance McCullers in Game 3. Monday and Tuesday's games will be at 7:10, followed by a day game on Wednesday at 1:10. So, so far after this series with the Mariners, the Astros have a record of 73 and 51. They are five and five over the last 10 games, but they still have a three and a half game lead up on the Athletics. So, a lot of great things we saw from this series against. We just need them to continue to capitalize, continue to be offense, continue to be hot. Pitching needs to. Pitching did great in this series. We need them to continue to eat up these innings and kind of get back into um, the bullpen doing what they need to do. It's been great seeing that 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 combo between Graveman and Presley. Stanek kind of struggled today as he kind of gave up that home run to uh, the Mariners there. Um, and the, but other than that, you know, a lot of great things we saw in this series that the Astros needed to get back to and be a part of. So... But uh, that's going to do it for this episode, for this recap of Astros Baseball. Thank you for Rob for letting me take the reins on this episode. He will be back with you after the series against the Kansas City Royals. So I truly appreciate everybody tuning in. And as always, go Astros. Take care, guys. Thanks for listening to this episode of Astros Baseball. Be sure to subscribe to be alerted when there's a new episode. Follow Rob on Twitter at Rob Fontenot. You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, excursions, and more in one place. There are over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from, so you can find something for everyone. And Viator offers free cancellation and 24-7 customer support for worry-free travel. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. Without the ones like you who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.